Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. As always, I'm Corey, I'm here with Jennifer. Hey guys, how are you? And today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're actually here and with Danielle. Hello. And Danielle is a staffer with us at the Dr. Marketing Tips and Insight Marketing Group team. Danielle actually is um, responsible for managing all of the elements that make up our online reputation management projects for our independent clients. And so um, Danielle does a lot of different things. One of the things that Danielle does, um, aside from managing all the social media and the content calendars for our clients, is she actually manages the online reputation program. So Danielle, why don't you tell us a little bit um, about where you got this experience and um, what you've learned from it? Well, like you said, I am specifically responsible for monitoring our physicians' profiles on the relevant review sites right now, Um, and that includes updating information such as addresses, phone numbers, headshots, um, whatever comes up. I also respond to reviews as necessary and keep a log of all the reviews that we do receive, whether they're positive or negative. In addition, I also maintain relationships with employees at the rating sites, such as Vitals, RateMDs, and HealthGrades. So, Danielle, if you were, because your, your job's really um, divided into kind of three different areas, and so you've got the, the content calendar that you maintain, and, and what I mean by content calendar is Danielle is the person who doesn't always write the content or create the content, she's responsible for putting it up on websites, um, making sure that the, um, the SEO is in there so that Google will index the page properly. She's um, responsible for coming up with ideas and kind of managing that process. And then she's also responsible for all of um, a very large portion of the social media, different social media accounts for clients across the board. And then the kind of the third um, leg of the stool is the reputation management. So Danielle, how much time does the reputation management take percentage-wise? Is it an equal third of what you're doing for for overall um, when it comes to the review sites? Or do you find that this is a little bit more time intensive than some of the other stuff that you do? Um, It definitely is time intensive, especially when you consider the number of physicians each of our clients have. Um, We'd like to take the time each week to go through and review each physician's profile to see if any new um, reviews have come up because it's best to respond and see them as soon as possible. Yeah, and we use a couple of different things to help us um, monitor these sites, but we, we also find that none of these tools are exactly perfect, so on top of that, we always make sure that we kind of go back uh, and, and use the human element, which is something that Danielle is responsible for, to make sure that nothing is falling through the cracks and we're not missing any sort of um, new review or phone number change or an update on any of these review sites. And let, let me say this too, because I, I want to make sure that we qualify a little bit why we've got Danielle on the show today. It's not so much that we just want to introduce one of the um, one of our team members, but it's because reputation management has changed so much in the last couple of years. And um, 
having positive, being able to manage those positive reviews and manage those negative reviews um, really can be the difference in the bottom line of your practice. And so we want you to have a chance to hear directly from somebody who is in this each and every day in the down and dirty side of it, trying to make sure that um, the practices that we represent are um, being monitored, that we know what people are saying about them and when it's negative. And sometimes it is negative. A lot of times it is negative because when somebody finally goes online to make a comment, there's an entire system that goes into play and a process that begins in order to push that content down. And so it's important to be thinking about that when you are looking at either doing this yourself or hiring somebody to do it for you. Yeah, I, I think Jen hit the nail on the head is that there are a lot of challenges that come with maintaining these profiles. So Danielle, what is one of the biggest challenges that you see in doing this day to day? Yeah, um, well each site has different requirements when it comes to claiming your physician and before you can do anything like updating or responding, you have to have your physician claimed. Um, so most of the sites require birthdays, license numbers, NPI numbers, and a laundry list of things. Um, However, like RateMDs also requires a driver's license. So coordinating with office managers and the physicians to get all that information is probably the first hurdle. That is, that a new, is that new, Danielle? Because I don't remember us always having to get driver's license. Right, RateMDs recently revamped their entire website. Um, so it caused us to lose things that we had claimed before. And uh, their new requirement is to either have a driver's license or um, a copy of mail with your uh, office's address on it. And um, by me, uh, creating my relationships with RateMDs, rather than having to get 20 driver's licenses for a uh, office that has over 20 physicians, um, they allowed us to have at least two driver's licenses per office, which made it a lot easier that way. So two things there. One, getting these driver's licenses is a nightmare. Right. Yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and second, um, you mentioned having the, the contact there and how uh, helpful that, that has been. So yeah. I want to talk about that for a little bit and, and how did you establish that contact at these different companies and was it, was it a lot of work? Is it worth it? Yeah, definitely worth it. Um, after several fatal, failed attempts of not knowing what I was doing, because starting off it's overwhelming, you don't know, you have so many doctors and trying to figure everything out. Um, so failed attempts of sending your problems into the black hole of a contact. <laughs> A contact box or a, a generic support email and getting someone different every time um, but to establish the contacts uh, first I started with a support person and then eventually I was transferred or referred to um, I guess a more established person in the business so then I got an actual name actual email and phone number so I knew who I was talking to every time and wasn't just getting uh, a support box or a generic support Person. Did that help you yesterday when you were trying to fix a problem on Google? It absolutely did. If I would have had a, I think we're still working on Google, but we had. A, we'll, we'll qualify that we had a, a little mishap with one of our um, Google accounts, and Danielle sent me a text message late last night, letting me know that she was working on it, but she had been on the phone with Google for three hours, and. Yeah. Um, so Danielle, you keep mentioning these sites that, you, mm -hmm. that you're building the relationship with. Can you tell us what sites you're actually referring to? Yes, the, the biggest ones for medical specific reviews are vitals.com, ratemds.com, and healthgrades.com. We do also get reviews on Facebook, Google, and sometimes Yelp, um, but the other three are the main ones. Do you find um, lately that you're getting more reviews on social media? 
Yeah, I think so. Facebook has gotten more popular for reviews, and it's nice because then you can uh, respond and there's more visibility with uh, Facebook reviews. And sometimes if you get a positive one, you can share it back onto your page and thank the patient for uh, sharing their experience. And I know that these I know that these are the top ones in terms of users, but mm -hmm. how do you classify that these are the most important sites to pay attention to? Well, if you just do a simple Google search of any of your physicians, these sites will show up, if not in the first five, at least on the first page. So if there's a negative review and it shows up when someone's doing research on your doctor or on your practice, people are going to see it. It'll be in, on the first page. Yeah, I think that's an important point to drive home in that uh, a lot of these reputation sites, especially some of the smaller ones, they might solicit you with a piece of information or an email and say, hey, claim your profile here. But honestly, if it's not on the front page of Google, it's really not worth spending the time. Would you agree, Danielle? Yeah, I would definitely agree. If you only have so many hours in the day, mm -hmm. you want right. to focus on the ones that are on the front page. Yeah. Um, Danielle, walk us through what happens when a negative review pops up and you've been notified of it or you happen to run across it. What are the steps that you put in place to do something with it? Well, yeah, getting a negative review is never fun. Um, and depending on the severity of the review, if it's just completely derogatory or false about the doctor or the practice, we usually um, hide it or try to get it removed. Um, sites like Vitals allows you to hide up to two reviews. Um, and then other sites, like if you create the relationships, you can, if you have a good enough case for why the review can be removed, you can get it removed. Can you give us an example? Of, um, um, yeah, recently like we got one on, I think it was RaidMDs, and so I reached out to my contact there and uh, we made a case for why the things in the response were uh, incorrect and then also um, they were able to get it reviewed. And how long did that process take from the time that you got the review to when you said, I'm going to reach out and get this taken care of? What was um, the maybe whole... a, a day or two just with the back and forth with email. Okay. Yeah. And if I had to do that in a contact us box, I don't think it would have been. As... Still be unresolved today. Yeah, it's still be unresolved and just have that review up. Um, but then if it's just, uh, I guess, a regular negative review, it's just someone who had a bad experience. Um, we usually respond to it, uh, apologize if they didn't have a good experience at the office. We give them a phone number and invite them to uh, further discuss the issue and hopefully get it resolved. Is there a difference in um, how you respond to a review on a ratings website, like a health grades or a vitals or something like that, or RateMDs, versus how you would respond via Twitter or Facebook? Um, no, I think we have pretty, like this, the response is usually the same, but probably the thing that would be different would be for a positive review. For Facebook, we're already there, so we could share the post for more people to see it. And then if we got a positive review on Vitals or RateMDs, um, we like to create it as a Facebook post, so uh, quote the review, uh, put the patient's first name, and then hopefully that would generate even more positive reviews for the practice or the physician from their social media followers. Yeah, we've been doing that for a little bit now, taking the positive reviews and actually using them as part of our marketing efforts mm -hmm. on yeah. the social sites. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, but it seems like that is helping to drive a lot of the positive reviews yeah. that we see on yep. social sites. I've noticed a lot more positive reviews. And I've, I've noticed a lot more interaction. When you put a positive review up with an image and it says, we love when our patients are happy and it's got the quote from the patient and their first name. All of a sudden there's a bunch of comments. That's to say, my oh, doctor. Yeah, yeah. He's a rock He's star. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yep, I agree. Yep. So switching gears a little bit, since we deal with these sites pretty much every single day mm -hmm. at, on some level, 
Um, we are pretty up-to-date, I would like to think, anyway, when there's changes and things like that. And recently we saw something with health grades. So, Danielle, why don't we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so how's that, how I was saying before, once you get your physician claimed, usually you're good after that. You have them claimed and it's good to go. But um, one of the recent changes with health grades is uh, they have what's called a data license agreement. And it's basically a... Sounds fancy. Yeah, it is. Um, it's basically a contract with uh, the doctor's office and health grades that is giving us permission to update and have access to the doctor's information. And basically, it's just an extra measure to make sure that the doctor's personal information is protected. So just to clarify for the folks that are listening out there that, that are in the practice, um, yes, there is a difference because we are an outside en entity trying to claim these things, but they also have to fill that out, correct? Yes. Okay, Danielle, so, um, you know, it seems like the reputation management and these, especially these online um, patient rating websites and review sites have really just taken over in the last couple of years. You know, what about if a practice or a, a maybe an independent doctor just doesn't want to have a presence on these sites? Um, can they opt out of being a member? Well, the simple answer is no, because... Each doctor has their own NPI number, which identifies them, and it's tied to this large database, which uh, all these websites actually pull their information from. So instead of trying to avoid the inevitable, it's best to have a proactive plan to um, take charge and be able to respond to your reviews when they come up. Yeah, because I think no matter what, they're going to happen positive or negative, so you might as well take advantage of the positive and have a plan in place for the negatives. Exactly. Uh, so recently, one of the things that we saw, I think it was last week, right, Jen? Yeah, I had a doctor actually reach out to me and ask me if he should jump in. What's going on is, if you're, especially on Facebook, there are these community pages, and um, there's different social, there's one called Next Door, which is neighborhood-specific all over the country. And then on Facebook, you'll notice, like especially in suburbia, they will start a community Facebook page just for members of that community. I'm a member of mine. I'm a member of mine. Me too. And um, you'll find that people will go in there and ask for recommendations on a physician or, um, you know, they're, they're new to the area and want to know where they can find a pediatrician. And a lot of times you will, all of a sudden the thread will just take over and it'll go from a positive thread to a negative. And I had a doctor reach out to me um, maybe last week or the week before and ask me if he should jump in. And, um, you know, these things can take on a life of their own. So I was actually in one of the forums the other day and um, we had a doctor, and this is a true story, that had seen this patient um, within the last week and the patient was upset because the doctor didn't really offer um, offer anything you know, long lasting and really didn't validate, I guess, what the patient thought he was going through. Instead, the doctor said, I'm gonna prescribe that you go maybe do some rehab and some stretching and if it continues, then maybe we look at some sort of pain management plan. And this guy was furious. So he went on the social media website on one of these community groups when somebody had asked about finding a particular doctor and he just went off. And so this particular doctor um, saw it and he and I were going back and forth. And in really the doctor, he, he explained, you know, this is what really happened, but he can't do that online because of HIPAA. So these are negative reviews that are going on all the time. And so it just becomes a matter of, do you jump on social when it gets negative? Do you try to mitigate it? Or do you kind of take a step back? Yeah, and I think that the best thing that you can really do, and this is easier said than done, but if, 
your staff and your physicians really are good, people in that group are going to come to their defense organically, which is what we saw in this particular instance. This guy went off on his rant, and then there was just a string of positives after that that said, well, I saw him recently, and he was great, and he fixed my son. And Yeah, we see it all the time. Yeah. Right. I think it looks better for other patients or um, community members to make the argument rather than the doctor jumping, because it sometimes might look a little unprofessional. Well, and then you have HIPAA. And I think the doctors have to hold themselves to a higher standard. So yeah. I think that I think really, I mean, what we're saying is on a review site, like a health grades or a vitals or a random D's, you need to have control of that information and you need to be prepared to respond in a controlled setting. What can happen on social media is because it's a live interaction. It's organic. With everybody, mm-hmm. yes. And because it's organic, anything can happen. So you may have happy patients that are coming to your defense, but you shouldn't necessarily be the one to go in there and try to get defensive. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100% on that one, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so with that said, we, we talked a little bit about some of, the, some of the negatives and some of the positives. So, Danielle, can you share some of the best ways that you've seen in your experience to get some new reviews? So most of the patients know about sites like Facebook, Google, and maybe even Yelp, and they might not be as familiar with the sites like Vitals, RateMDs, and HealthGrades. So one of the ways we help our clients get more reviews is uh, we'll have a flyer up in the office that says maybe, did you have a good experience? And if you did, let us know and include a link to the sites there. One of the things that we've had a lot of success with recently are these patient review cards, and they're basically business cards that we give to the doctors to give out to patients when they know that they are having a positive experience. Um, And sometimes we even include in our doctor's newsletter at the bottom a link to Google or Vitals or RateMDs that invites the patients to leave a review. All right, so that about wraps up this episode, and I think if there's one thing to take out of this, it's that there's a lot that goes into these reputation websites and campaigns and plans and the the biggest thing you can do is have a strong plan in place and and be proactive and and remember that these negative reviews are going to happen whether you're paying attention or not and it's up to you and your staff uh, to either take advantage of them or kind of nip them in the butt I, I think that's I think that's a, a good way to say it, Corey. Because these things didn't they didn't happen overnight. But to the in today's day and age, people expect that they can go to a website and anonymously say whatever they want. And this is the world we live in. So there's no reason to panic. Um, just like when you're you know you're starting to think about your finances at home, maybe you're getting a little stressed out. You need to sit down, look at everything you've got on your plate and where you stand, and then at the end of the day, you feel a little bit better about yourself because you've come up with a game plan. It's the same type of thing when you're looking at your reputation online. Even if you've got negative things out there, there is a process that you can put into place that you can turn your reputation around, and it really does start with seeing what's being said about you and how you can go about making sure that you're monitoring it on a daily basis and that you have a game plan for turning it around. So with that, I want to say thank you. Yeah, thank you, Danielle, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. We enjoyed having you. We'll have you back. Okay. We'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate 
even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders. 